a podcast from the Arkansas Baptist State Convention. You're listening to Inspire On The Go. It's your weekly dose of fun, encouragement, real-life conversations, and all things women's ministry, regularly featuring segments from Andrea's radio show, Truth On The Go. If you find yourself on the go, then this is the podcast for you. Now, welcome your host, Andrea Lennon, as we talk about all the great truths that we can take with us as we go through our day. Hey, sweet friends, it's Andrea. I am so thankful for this day as I look outside and I see God's creation. And I am excited because it's summertime. And I don't know about you, but I love summertime. Many years ago, my husband and I established a routine where we would take, you know, things kind of slow in the summer. We go hard in the fall, hard in the spring. But the summertime, that's the time when we rest, when we recoup, when we relax, when we ask God and His Word just to pour into our lives so that we can reset. And so, As I look outside and I think it's summertime, I think, wow, what a great fresh start for all of us, for our families, for ourselves, just for all that God's doing in our lives. And today I have a sweet friend with me, Sherry Edwards. She is just a dear friend, and we've been through so much together over the years. In fact, Sherry, welcome to the show. Thank you. All right, Sherry uh, and I were thinking this morning, when did we actually meet? And we can't even remember. It's been so many wonderful years together, and we've been through lots of experiences. And Sherry has a beautiful heart for so many things. First and foremost, for the Lord. This lady loves Jesus and just the radiance of Christ comes through as I get to work with her and serve with her. And so I'm so thankful for that. She also loves equipping women, which is a passion of mine, especially in the area of leadership development, getting women into community and specifically getting moms into community. And Sherry has three boys. So we're boy moms together. uh, And she is launching her third boy into a new season of life, which is at college. He's just graduated from high school. And so So, Sherry, we are so thankful that you are here and you're going to pour wisdom into our life in so many different areas. So first, just tell us a little bit about yourself, your family and yeah, sure. Um, thank you so much for having me. And I could say all that about you as well. I love love Andrea and watching her love the Lord and pour into women. And so it's a thrill to be here today. So, yes, I'm a mom of three boys. Uh, my oldest is 26. He's married and has a young little six-month-old grandbaby, uh, well, our grandbaby girl. And then our middle son is 25. So there's 16 months between those two. And then we have a seven-year gap and we have an 18-year-old son who is just now graduating from high school. So I was thinking this morning as I was driving over, I've been mothering for 27 Aww, years. That is awesome. So that means so, you have 27 years worth yeah. of wisdom and knowledge and experiences yeah. that you're going to bring to the table. Uh, and yeah. we have to talk about the grandbaby. Yes. What's your yes. grandmother name? Yes. So the grandmother name was a whole issue because I still had a kid in high school. I was like, I need a fun grandma name, right? So my grandma name is Sibby. And Love it is it. short for my my nickname is Sherry Beth. So it is S and the B put together. We came up with Sibby. So. Love that. Yeah. You know what? The grandmother name is a deal now. Yeah. You have to have a cute grandmother name. And Sherry, you are super cute. You know, you're so <laughs> trendy and you're just always just right. on the edge of fashion and everything. So I expect nothing less than a cute grandmother name yeah. for you. So job well done there. Approved by the son because he wanted more of a traditional name. But yeah, it was approved. Perfect. So let's talk just a little bit about your passions. I talked first and foremost about your passion for the Lord and tell us just a little bit about you know how your relationship with the Lord just drives your life yeah as you look back over your life and you think about those 
times in your life where you know the Lord has just had his hand on you. And since the age of nine, uh, when I accepted him as my savior, he has never left me. He has always been there and just walking with me through different seasons of life. And I've always had a strong church homes, strong Bible teaching, just great friendships in the Lord. And so I think that those things have have shaped who I am and how he has worked in my life. And that's why I think it's such a passion for me to speak into women's lives and just um, encourage them to find community, find not just a church home, but a community of women who are going to be speaking truth into our lives. And specifically in the area of leadership development, you have an active role at Washita Baptist University. Mm-hmm. We want to hear about that. But tell us, you know, your passion for women to be equipped to step into mm-hmm. their callings, whether that's in their home or in their churches, in their communities, you know, in their vocations, their workplace. Just talk a little bit about your passion for that. Right. And, and that's, that's something, too, that I think is a journey for us as women and in today's society you know there there are so many opportunities for women to serve and just calling those giftings out and being a woman who speaks into other women's lives especially the generation coming behind us speaking that truth into their lives and who God designed them to be and the giftings and abilities that he has given to us as women to serve in the church. It's not for our own glory. It is for his glory. And it is to build up the church. It is to carry out the Great Commission. And when we lose sight of that, then we've lost what our what our passion truly should be. And I think for both of us, because we are in the older generation as mm-hmm. compared to the next generation that's coming up, you know, we have had to navigate maybe finding that place of service whether it is in the local church or mm-hmm. just just in general. And so really trying to help pave the way for this next generation of women to come up and to assume that call that God has on their life. Mm-hmm. Tell us about how you're doing that through your roles at Washita. Yes, I teach as an adjunct professor the women's ministry in the local church class that is in every other fall elective offering for female students at Washita Baptist University in Arkadelphia. And I love doing that. I also serve on the advisory board for the Pruitt School of Christian Studies. And it is a joy to just watch these students love the Lord and step into their callings. And what I feel when I was preparing for teaching this class, I asked the deans if I could call it Not Your Mama's Women's Ministry, just because I felt the Lord gave me a fresh look at what the purpose of women's ministry is, what the purpose um we have as women in the local church, and it it always goes back to the Great Commission. It always goes back to the gospel. And so our ministries and whatever we're doing should be always about the gospel and sharing the love of Christ. And I tell people, these girls, these students inspire me. They are the ones who have such a passion to share the gospel and to and to have a fresh look for a biblical model of what that looks like. I completely agree with that. I had the opportunity to sit in on your class and Mm -hmm. actually guest lecture one week. And I left inspired as I saw the fresh faces and the fresh passion in their heart and just being able to pour into that generation and say, stay focused Mm -hmm. on Jesus Mm -hmm. and know that he is going to lead you and guide you every step of the way. And so I'm so thankful for your passion for leadership development and really how that positions you also to be passionate for community because those actually go hand in hand because it's about relationships. And so when you think about community and building a strong community of moms and women Tell me the benefit that you've received personally from community in your life. Oh, goodness. Yeah, so, so much. Just not only in in just the church, but in communities of women, communities of mothers, communities of friends, 
there's so many aspects of community. But what I, I was sharing with the girls in the class was that I know maybe you don't know if you're going to be going into a leadership role right out of college, but hopefully you're going to be involved in a small group community, in a community of women, and speaking into one another's lives with God's truth. That's what we need to be hearing. There's so many other voices out in the world capturing attention of this generation, especially so many things coming at them in the culture, being able to speak out God's truth in one another's lives and just walk that journey with them. And one thing that is so true is none of us ever have it all figured out. None of us ever have all the answers, but we know that God does. And when we seek his word and we're encouraging one another to find those answers and to walk with each other along the way, that is what community is to me. Absolutely. And, you know, we see there's so much um, beauty in community because we have authentic relationships. We have the opportunity for vulnerability and transparency, but also accountability because Mm -hmm. all of us, you know, we know the temptations that are in our lives. We also know how easy it is to settle into complacency. But if we have those people around us who are speaking truth, telling us what we need to hear, not necessarily what we want Mm -hmm. to hear in a loving Christ honoring way, then we make spiritual progress together. I know you've recently started a new ministry at your church or Mm -hmm. revamped a ministry at your church that is specifically for moms. Tell us a little bit about what that looks like. I have a heart for moms just because I I know when I was a new mom, um, I just needed encouragement and I didn't really know that I needed it until I found it. You know, it's kind of like, oh, wow, there's other moms here who who know just where I am, you know, on this journey. And I had a couple of friends who I looked up to so much as mothers, and I just watched them, um, how they parented. And just being in that setting gave me such a heart for encouraging moms. And we have, yes, a new moms group that has started uh, in recent months at our church. It's called Mom Connect. And it really came from the moms themselves. I mean, they I'd been praying just for God to use me however he wanted to, in any capacity there. And uh, the moms themselves are the ones that said we need a community just to be together. I think their favorite thing is just getting there. You know, they drop their kids off. We have childcare, so that's awesome. It's just enjoying coffee and conversation. And then we touch on some spiritual applications uh, just in mothering, in the mothering journey, as well as just some practical applications as well. Because the journey of mothering I call it the mom trek. It is a trek. It is not something that you're going to ever have figured out. But if we're there for one another along the way, then uh, that makes all the difference. Absolutely. And what I love about what your church is doing is, you know what? It's not hard. It's Mm -hmm. simple just to gather women together in maybe their life stage or even in their, you know, specific areas of struggle or just whatever's going on in their life and Mm -hmm. saying, come together, let's talk about it. Let's be vulnerable with each other. Mm -hmm. Let's grab a scripture Let's claim a scripture. Let's be focused on scripture. Let's pray together and let's walk through this together. And so I'm excited to see what's going on there. And I want to just encourage our listeners, you know, it's not hard to start that same type of community in your church or in your neighborhood or in your workplace, just knowing that women long for community. They long to hear each other's stories. They long to be encouraged in the word. And none of us want to be alone. None of us want to feel like we're on Mm -hmm. that trek by ourselves. And so I love the initiative of you and your church to step out, to recognize the need, and then to say, well, we're, we're going to meet that need. And so just a great challenge for our listeners today. How is God working and moving in your area of influence? And how can you step up and step out and create community not only for yourself, but also for others? In just a moment, Andrea will return with a final thought. 
If you would like to hear more of her teachings, visit andrealennonministry.org. It is the ultimate website for the girl on the go with Bible studies, video sessions, podcasts, books, and down-to-earth blogs straight from Andrea's heart. Be sure and subscribe so that you can stay connected. Again, that's andrealennon.org. Now, let's hear a final truth from Andrea. We're back with Sherry Edwards talking all things moms. And so we want to continue by thinking about specific seasons of life. You know, we talked about at the beginning of the program, we're entering the summer season and how the summer offers opportunities to just relax and restore and renew and to kind of hit that reset button. But it also offers an opportunity to prepare for maybe launching our children into a new season of life. Maybe that's, you know, your child is starting kindergarten or maybe your child is heading to college like your son is. And so let's talk a little bit about how to prepare our children to launch into a new season of life. And so, Sherry, give us some wisdom as God's taught you through your experiences. Yes. So I've been laughing recently because, you know, God always is like, oh, you just thought you knew what you were talking about. (laughs) Uh, When we launched our first child to college, our first son, it was nine years ago. And then two years after that, we sent our second son. And so I had all this you know, great wisdom. So I gave the parent talk on move-in day for that year of college when our, our second son went. So I was telling all the parents in the audience, you know, all these little truths and wisdom. And so the title of it was called Launch and Look Forward. And it was based on the scripture in Psalm, I think it's 127, where the psalmist is talking about like arrows in the hands of a warrior and, and all of that. So it was all about the arrow and how we're shaping arrows. And then there's a seven-year gap between that son and this son. And so this son is going to a completely different college. It's a different experience. And so I have been telling myself those same things as far as the launching aspect and part of the message that I shared that day, and I was rereading it yesterday for myself, launch and look forward. Don't lament and don't mourn. You know, I know sometimes it's easy to get emotional about our kids leaving us, leaving the home, but it really is kind of an exciting time because you're looking forward. You've, you've spent all these years doing what we're supposed to do, shaping them and molding them into the young men and women that we're praying that, that they will be as they leave us. And so it's really a time of excitement to see what God's going to do next. And so that's the that's the approach that I have for that. But just knowing that all those years of training them in God's word and their love for Jesus and how to really come into their own beliefs is what comforts me. And there's another Psalm, uh, Psalm 91, that is just a great Psalm for any mom or any woman really who is needing to rest in some things in the Lord. Well, I'm a year behind you in this process. Mm -hmm. And so my son is entering into his senior year. And last night we had our spring football game, which is basically getting ready for the next year. And so I pulled into the stadium and parked the car and thought, this is the beginning of our senior year. And as a result of that, this is the beginning of a transitional year because, you know, this is getting us towards the goal of launching our oldest son into the next season of his life. And I just thought, I want to appreciate where we are in the journey. I do not want to just survive. I want to thrive this yeah, next year. Yeah. And so I, as a result of that, I've been working on my schedule and making sure that I can mm-hmm. be 
present over the next year because I think it's just really an important year of preparation. And I want to be able to get to the moment where you're talking about when you're launching and you're looking forward Mm -hmm. and you're not looking back and having regrets. And so I'm trying to be proactive with this lesson and say, okay, let's let that affect our calendar. Let's let that affect our focus. Let's really take hold of this season that we're in and just pour some time and intention and resources into it. So I'm learning from you just by watching you. So Psalms 91 is a great passage of scripture that really speaks into anyone's life who's experiencing fear Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or maybe just the unknown or maybe just some doubt or just a season of transition. And I love this passage. I encourage women to memorize this passage. Whenever Mm -hmm. women come to me and they'll ask, okay, give me some passages to memorize. This is on the short list because Mm -hmm. it's so applicable. So when we talk about Psalms 91, give us some wisdom as far as um, how this has helped you in the season of launching. Yeah. Um, and this is a psalm that we are actually memorizing in our Mom Connect group. It was one that was in a mom's group when I was active with uh, my youngest son. I went to a mom's group, and, it, and the, the leader of that group also had us memorize this. And I thought, that is such a great psalm to memorize. And I'm just going to say the first couple of verses of it, if that's okay. Absolutely. Because I think um, it, it just bears everything, and I can share an illustration of, of how that applied. Um, in Psalm 91, it says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. And there's more that goes with that, but it's a powerful promise. It's a powerful promise. And there are more verses after that that are just so rich that say he will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. There's so much imagery there in in a general way as women, but especially as moms, when we're resting in the Lord, in who he is, we're dwelling with him, that allays our fears because we know that he loves our children more than we do and he has their best interests at heart. And so any fear that we have is really just misdirected insecurity about who our God is. And so that is where that truth just really takes hold. And when we allow that to root in our heart, we can allay those fears. And by the third child now, I'm like, I've seen how God has been faithful with the older two. And so I rest in that knowledge that he is faithful. I love the word dwell that's used in Psalms 91.1. And that word actually means to sit and to inhabit. Mm -hmm. And so when we're sitting in the very presence of God, when we're inhabiting that relational space that was created by God and for God, that comes through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, the outcome of that is rest. And the word rest, it means peace of mind and peace in our spirit. So there is this peace that passes all understanding Mm -hmm. that guards our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus as we sit and, and, and as we dwell in his shelter. And one thing I have to remind myself is that Psalms 91, one does not say, he who passes by or quickly checks this dwelling off of their list will rest. No, it is an intentional focus to dwell in the very presence of God and to know his character. And I love what you said, because whenever we have misguided fear, it's really Mm -hmm. insecurity and it's just a lack of knowledge of who our God Mm -hmm. is. And so that's powerful for us to not only apply in our lives, but to let that application drive our parenting Mm -hmm. relationship to know that God loves those children. And there comes a season in their lives where they have to step into Mm -hmm. their relationship with God and own that relationship and launch as a result of that. And the thing is, we can do a lot of things and take our kids to a lot of things at church. We can take them to activities. We can 
do all these things, but they're watching our lives and they're watching our relationship with the Lord. And that's what's going to be the foundation for how they step into that next phase of making their faith their own faith. And also just getting back to the fear, I have become aware of such an issue of anxiety in women that affects so many women. And this psalm is one that I think it can be so helpful because anxiety and anxiousness, it comes at us sometimes when we don't expect it or we don't anticipate it. And I think this psalm, when we always go back to God's word, he is faithful uh, to show us who he is and to give us that peace. That's right. And you know, whenever you think about the verse number two, which says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God in whom I trust. I think about the power of preaching that message to ourselves, Mm -hmm. you know, and how that will alleviate that anxiety. I mean, it's not you know, there's still a process of claiming and walking in that truth, but it is how you can engage in that spiritual battle of saying, Mm -hmm. I will trust in you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. I will know you. I will live for you. I will serve you and I will trust you. And so I think that's such a beautiful Psalm for us in any season of life, but specifically Mm -hmm. in the seasons of transition. And so we want our listeners to know this Psalm. We want you to memorize this song. We want you to claim the truths that are found in this Psalm and ask the Lord to really bring effect into your lives as a result of the power of his word. And just to comment to the launching, it's not just for kids going to college. It's for kids that are, you know, like you said, starting kindergarten. Uh, Maybe they're going to a new school. They're moving away. There's some new situation that's coming along that's causing you know, it can cause anxiety and it can, you know, it can cause us to wonder, you know, what is, is going to happen. And so that, that just that practical aspect of this uh, launching. And I think for all of us as moms and in any season of our life, you know, one thing that we have to deal with is control. We really mm-hmm. like to be in control. Oh, we yes. really like oh, to yes. feel like we have all the bases covered. And that has been my journey, of course, in every area of my life, learning to let go of control. And so um, specifically with my kids, I will I will just ask and begin to pray for the Lord to give me a peace that he is in control. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that gives me a solid foundation to parent off of. And I, I love the ending of Psalms 91 where it talks about these promises that we can claim And what the scripture says is because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him for he acknowledges my name. He will call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. Will I satisfy him and show him my salvation? And I love the two part application of that. First and foremost, for our lives. Those are promises as we love God that we can claim for our personal walks, but then also we can claim those promises over our children Mm -hmm. that God would just show his goodness to them in the land of the living. I was meeting with a friend just this past week, and she was talking about some of the issues going on with her child and just with her life. And we were just claiming truth over that. And I, I just told her, I said, here's Here's what the Lord is just impressing upon my heart to pray for you. And this is a unique prayer uh, that I truly believe came just as a prompting of the Holy Spirit, but for the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. we would see his faith, that we would see his power, that we would see his love evidenced in our lives and in the lives of the people around us, that we will only have one response, which is worship, you know, worship, which results in faith and trust and surrendered obedience. And Mm -hmm. so as you think about your thoughts for, moms heading into this new transition, this new season, you know, if you could give us a nugget of truth when it comes to how to trust and obey, mm-hmm. what what are your thoughts? Oh, wow. If I, if we had, you know, a couple of hours, I could, sh- I could sure. share all the stories of how God has 
done that for our sons um, and for their journeys with him. And I had a mom tell me this one time, and it's true. You pray more. You find yourself praying more after they leave home than you did ever when they were in the home because you at least, you know, kind of know, have a little bit of knowledge about where they are, what they're doing, you know, what their habits are, who their friends are. When they leave, you don't. You just kind of lose all of that perspective as far as, knowing everything. And so that's where you just really have to rest in the Lord. And we have prayed through so many different situations uh, with regard to school, classes, jobs, decisions. And we have just seen God be faithful time after time after time. And the perspective that I have is that he is good. He says he is good. He is the giver of all good things. And so, as I said before, he has good things in store for us and for those who are um, who love him and follow him it's going to look different than what we thought maybe but it's still good it's he is god and he is in control and so just learning that lesson of his faithfulness has just been such an, a treasure for for me and for my husband as we have raised our son i love it i love it okay sherry i'm gonna take all of that and i'm gonna i'm gonna just ask the lord to help me do all of that there's so he much will. wisdom so much wisdom and i'm gonna get the transcript of this i'm gonna highlight it i'm gonna i'm gonna follow i'm gonna look forward to launch and not lament and trust the promises of god and just to know that he is good so thank you so much for being with us thank you for sharing your wisdom and thank you for just loving jesus and loving women and i love you i love you too This episode of Inspire On The Go is over, but we hope you'll be back next Monday for the latest episode. In the meantime, you can visit absc.org forward slash inspire podcast to find more episodes and ways to connect with Andrea. Also, if you're in central Arkansas, you can find Andrea's radio show Truth On The Go at 93.3 The Fish and 99.5 Faith Talk Radio on Sunday mornings.